This morning, I am going to do a little bit of an um, application of this book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Highly recommend this book. Uh, the book is talking about vulnerability and courage and relationships. So highly recommend it. Uh, and if you're staying in Taiwan and want to do a Chinese book club <laughs> Thursday nights, <laughs> you're welcome to join us. We're doing this book in Chinese. Um, so um, the book is talking a lot about uh, vulnerability and relationships and how we can really create meaningful connections and how we can do really big things. Uh, and what are some of the ingredients that are necessary to be able to do things. Um, so I want to apply that to our context here at Aroma and in church life and in missions. So our values are own the vision, know our identity, build community, pursue growth, and achieve excellence. But the question is, how do we do this? How do we do these things? Like these are really great values. They're exciting. They make sense. They, they match our, our vision statement and our tagline. But how do we really do this? And I submit that we do it through vulnerability. I believe we need to be vulnerable if we're going to do these things as well as reach the 432 that we talk about. So first I want to kind of ask, um, what, how would you define vulnerability? Just in your own words something outside your comfort zone. <laughs> Saying something out loud that you would think in your head, yeah. Vulnerability really is kind of what you're saying, like letting down the mask, allowing people to see you for who you are and being honest with people and not hiding behind a mask. And so how do you think vulnerability might affect owning the vision that God's given us? Because of the vision is what God has given us together. And so God's going to reveal different things to us. And if we're like, well, I don't want to share that because that might just be me. Or I don't really understand what this means. And we're not willing to share that with the team. Then the team is missing out on the vision that God has given his people. Good. I think also another piece with owning the vision is it requires us to be humble. Because sometimes there's parts of the vision that necessarily that we may individually may not totally like want to do. You know, it's like, oh, like this part of the vision is really hard for me. It doesn't feel like my favorite part of what we do, but I need to be vulnerable and humble and say, okay, I admit that this is not my favorite, but I'm going to allow others to help me and we're going to work on this together. How might it affect knowing our identity? Vulnerability. This is more of an internal view. You have to know who you are. And sometimes we think, oh yeah, like I know who I am. But it's a long process of really understanding who we are, uh, our, our, our family history and how that affects us, our motivations, our behaviors, the way we react to different situations, our spiritual gifts, all of those things are wrapped up in our identity. And it really is a lifelong journey because as we journey through life, our identity continually changes based off the circumstances of life that we encounter. So it takes vulnerability to look at ourselves, right? Because I think oftentimes we wear the mask because we're afraid of what we ourselves will find behind it. And so it takes courage, takes vulnerability, those two words are hand in hand, to look at ourselves and say, okay, who am I? Where are my broken parts? And how can I invite God into those things rather than just ignoring them? And once we have a better picture of who we are in Christ, then we can really know our identity and live that out authentically. What about building community? Community is talking about life on life. We, we've talked about discipleship over this week, right? And discipleship requires life on life relationships. So that's what we're talking about when we're saying building community is 
God has put us together. We are a family. We talk about the family of God, the body of Christ. And so to do that, we have to be vulnerable with each other, right? Scripture talks about confess your sins one to another, encourage one another, sharpen one another. All those things cannot be done with shallow understandings of each other. It requires vulnerability to share who I am. Once I figure out who I am, to share that with other people and trust that they still love me. And when I'm open and real and vulnerable with them, all of a sudden our relationship can go deeper. I shared with the team earlier this week that like sometimes when we talk about loneliness or different um, difficult emotions that we're going through, um, we don't want to tell anybody, but then we feel hurt when no one knows, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I feel so lonely and no one's calling me to tell me how, like to ask me how I am, but that's because I never told them that I'm lonely. So like I'm getting hurt both ways because I'm not allowing anyone else to enter into my reality because I'm not telling them what's happening. So we need to have vulnerability to build authentic, Christ-honoring community. Pursuing growth. For me, I think this idea of pursuing growth is like admitting that like I don't know certain things, right? Like sometimes, especially like maybe in a work environment, you don't wanna admit like, oh, I don't know how to do that, you know, cause that might make me look bad or uh, I may not be as impressive as people think I am if I can't do this one thing. And so we have to admit our shortcomings or the things we don't know and we can pursue growth together so it's asking hey I don't know how to do this can you help me because I know you're really good at it okay achieving excellence for, for this excellent idea like this is really built upon all the other things and so if we can't do all those other things we're never gonna achieve excellence because we're never gonna trust each other enough to try things right um, and, and then through different studies that I've done about like business and organizations businesses don't really succeed unless they try something no one else has ever tried before Right? Like if, if it was easy and everyone could succeed, it wouldn't be successful because everyone would be able to do it. Right? And so achieving excellence requires vulnerability for us to try things that no one's ever tried before or to, to take a risk on something or invest resources that maybe feels a little risky. Right? Risk equals reward. <laughs> and so to create excellence, there has to be this level of vulnerability and risk involved if we are going to achieve excellence. And reaching the 432. This is really the culmination of our vision is we need all of these different things to reach the 432 people who are going to die today without knowing Jesus. So the author of this book um, has this quote, vulnerability is the core, the heart, the center of meaningful human experiences. So this is what we're trying to do, not just with each other and our, ourselves, um, but with the 432, like we're trying to have meaningful human experiences and connections with other people. Again, people who ourselves have meaningful lives. It requires us to be vulnerable with ourselves to understand who God has made me to be, where the giftings that he's empowered me with to live out in my calling. Um, and so it takes vulnerability to know ourselves. Um, and it requires um, vulnerability to build relationships with people, right? Vulnerability requires trust and someone has to take the first step, right? I think it can be really hard as Christians, as missionaries, as pastors to be the first person to kind of let down the Christian mask that we hold up. Because we say, hey, like if, like if I admit that like I'm sinful or whatever, then like in a sense that doesn't like mesh with like how God makes me perfect and God helps me not sin. And like I don't have to like, you know, like if we admit weakness, 
then won't that hurt the, the testimony of what God has done in my life? I think that's a lie that keeps us from having meaningful human connections with people, especially people who don't know Jesus. Because I think we as Christians should be the most willing to demonstrate our brokenness and our weaknesses because it demonstrates how great our God is. Because he can take our worst parts and turn them, redeem them into something beautiful and something actually even useful for his kingdom's sake. Not that we stay in those things, but God has a, a God-like way of redeeming all of those things for his glory. So we should be the most willing to share our messy, broken pieces that we typically try and hide because it demonstrates the glory of God. And if we don't have vulnerability, then we really, like that disables our connection with people because again, we're staying super shallow. And so why would we expect people to be honest with us, to share their life story, to share their brokenness, if we're not willing to do the same? So I think we have to be the first person to take that step. Why not us? We should be free with our expressions of brokenness because it points to the greatness of God. Because when we create real, authentic spaces, people are more willing to be real with us. That's really what we're trying to do is just build relationships, create spaces where people can be real. And if we, as the church, have this mask or this idea that we've got it figured out, like we got our theology down pat, we know what we're supposed to be doing, we know how to be good friends with each other, and we don't like share the realness of life, people aren't going to see how God meets us in the hard times. They're only going to hear our stories of how great life is. And so I think it requires us being vulnerable with the, the challenging things. Allow them to see how God helps broken people. If, why should we expect them to share their story if we don't share our own story? And I think we see an example in Christ of him being vulnerable in his narrative of redemption, in his narrative of mission, right? John 1.14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Where in this verse does it talk about vulnerability? Becoming flesh. God Almighty became flesh. A weak thing, obviously, as we know. Flesh is weak. And what kind of flesh did he become? A baby in a manger. Literally, like, the most vulnerable you can get is at birth. You're helpless. You can't do anything. But what did God Almighty do? He demonstrated extreme vulnerability where he put his like human life in our hands. Not just when he came as a baby, but when he died on the cross. He became vulnerability. Why? What's the result that we see in this, this passage? Yeah, we see him. We see his glory. We see the Father full of grace and truth. It's because the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us that we have seen the glory of God. Vulnerability allows people to see God. We see that in Jesus, and I think it's the same for us. When we are vulnerable, people can see the grace and truth of God that meets us where we're at. And again, if we don't share honestly and authentically where we're at or where we've been, people aren't going to see God full of grace and truth. They're going to see a, a God who, requ who requires legalism if that's the only story that we tell. When we spend our lives waiting until we're perfect or bulletproof before we walk into the arena, 
We ultimately sacrifice relationships and opportunities that may not be recoverable. We squander our precious time and we turn our backs on our gifts, those unique contributions that only we can make. This book is not Christian, but I think this is like so <laughs> applicable for our life as Christian. Is if we spend our whole life trying to figure things out, if we're trying to spend our whole life trying to get perfect so that we can serve, we're gonna miss out. We're sacrificing relationships with the 432 of the people in your community. We're sacrificing opportunities that may never come back and we squander the precious time we have here on this planet to make an impact. And we turn the back on our gifts that God's given us for his glory, right? Last week, Alexa talked to us about like the talents and how we're supposed to use those talents um, for God's glory, right? And if we're just taking them and saying, well, they're not ready yet, like they're not fully developed and I need another degree or I need to have experience or I need to be whatever, we're turning our back on what God has already given us. Can those gifts be grown and developed? Yes. But if we're saying, I'm not willing to do what God's asking me to do until I'm at this point of perfection or when I feel bulletproof, then we're going to miss out on so many opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ that meets me where I'm at in my imperfection and is available to others who are in their journey of imperfection towards what we call this process of sanctification is being vulnerable with god being vulnerable with ourselves being vulnerable with each other so that we can become more perfect more holy in the presence of god so i want to encourage you that you have unique contributions to make you have unique gifts that you bring to the table you have relationships and opportunities that only you can take advantage of. Be vulnerable in those moments. I'm not saying this is easy. It's really difficult, but I'm saying it's worth it because we see Jesus did it himself. And so that should give us a clue that it's probably important and it's worth our time. If God Almighty does it, we should probably be willing to do it too. That's the 432. Right? If we say we love the 432, if we say we love the nations of the world, if we say we want to spread the gospel, but we're not willing to be vulnerable with our own emotions, then there's a, a mismatch of values and intent. So I just want to encourage you to think about what is my identity? What is the vision God's given me? Who's the community that he has provided for me? Where can I grow? And what are the things that God's asking me to do to achieve excellence for his kingdom? Vulnerability, I think, is the key that gets us to the next level of relationship and mission effectiveness. So be vulnerable with yourself, with your team. As you guys are going back, you guys have been vulnerable with each other in really unique ways, right? I think it was like the second day, one of you asked, like, why do we feel so connected? And we talked about, well, you're, you're being vulnerable with each other. You're being honest with where you're at in life, highs and lows. That's maybe not something you normally do on a Sunday morning when you walk into church. Like, oh, what's your high and what's your low, right? Like that, that doesn't feel authentic, but you have built this level of relationship that you can continue and you can continue to model with other people in your life of what's it mean to be vulnerable with each other, okay? So I just wanna encourage you to, to think about this, to practice it, um, and to invite others into it as well.